Hello, Morongo Basin and listeners around the world online at Z1077FM.com. Here is the Z1077 Local News for Tuesday, July 18th, 2023. The identity of the Joshua Tree man who was killed in a collision with a dump truck on 29 Palms Highway last Thursday has been released, and the investigation into the matter suggests that drugs and or alcohol may have been a factor. The San Bernardino County Coroner's Office confirmed that Eden Esparza, a 32-year-old resident of Joshua Tree, was pronounced dead at the scene of the collision, which occurred on 29 Palms Highway near Rotary Road. At around 9 a.m. on Thursday, the California Highway Patrol reports that Esparza was traveling eastbound in a white Honda on 29 Palms Highway near Rotary Road in Joshua Tree when he reportedly swerved into the dirt shoulder, then quickly swerved back into the road, Eden reportedly lost control of the car, crossing over all four lanes of the highway and hitting a big rig dump truck. A representative from the CHP has said that the investigation into the collision is complete and it is believed alcohol and or drugs were a factor. On Friday's Z1077 Up Close show, host Gary Dineau spoke with Chair of the County Board of Supervisors Don Rao, who discussed her assessment that the short-term vacation rental boom in the high desert is cooling off. She explained how the county utilizes funds from the Transient Occupancy Tax, also known as TOT, which is a fee collected on all short-term vacation rentals. Owing to the downward trend, the city of 29 Palms has projected a loss of $100,000 in TOT revenue for the next two years. But Rao said that the downturn in vacation rentals won't hit the county as hard. It won't have a, a significant impact to us. Plus, our TOT is really low at the county. We are really low. It's like 7%. Dinho confirmed that Yucca Valley and 29 Palms each have higher TOT rates than the county, to which Rao announced a possible ballot initiative that may standardize TOT rates across the board. I think that basin-wide, we're going to look to try to all be the same, and I think we're looking at 11%. 11%. So I do think that that will be an issue that comes before the voters um, at the county level, probably in 2024, to see if they want to increase that transient occupancy tax. You can hear the full interview with Supervisor Rao by listening to the Up Close show as a podcast at Z1077FM.com or wherever you get your podcasts. After much controversy about the concrete pathways and the current size of the small dog park at Yucca Valley's Essig Park, Yucca Valley Deputy Manager Shane Stuckel met with residents and dog owners to discuss solutions. Reporter Hillary Sloan was there and will fill you in on the current situation. Early Monday morning, July 17th, Shane Stickle, the Yucca Valley Deputy Town Manager, and about a dozen residents and dog owners met at Essex Park to discuss the current renovations. Stickle said he had heard the residents' complaints on Monday, July 10th, when around eight people came to his office. Residents' concern was the addition of the concrete path poured all around the small and large dog park and the current size of the small dog park. After the 45-minute meeting, Stickle and his staff went to the park to review and discuss a remedy to the problems. Stickle proposed extending the small dog park by taking the fence toward Warren Vista. Stickle did not mention the size of the extension, just where it would be. This solution was received well by the residents, but it was still made clear by everyone there that a grass or dirt dog run free from concrete was needed to protect the dogs. An architect 
architect and dog owner Andrea Keller came to the Morty meeting with two suggestions drawn and printed. One was to move a portion of the fence line west from the picnic tables along the Joshua Lane side to create a safe, soft surface running area for the small and large dogs. The second solution was cutting out the concrete near the shared fence line. After receiving input from the dog owners, Stickle said he would work on solution for the residents' concern with town staff and the architects. For Z1077, this is Hillary Sloan. Tonight's regularly scheduled meeting of the Yucca Valley Town Council has been canceled due to a lack of agenda items. The Yucca Valley Town Council will next meet on August 1st. The 29 Palms Planning Commission meets in regular session tonight. On the commission's agenda are three public hearings for three amendments to the city's development code. Up for consideration are resolutions that would impact care and emergency facilities and update the city's policies regarding accessory dwelling units and approval processes for new multifamily developments. The public is welcome to weigh in on these or other matters during this meeting. The 29 Palms Planning Commission meets at 5 p.m. tonight at City Hall, located at 6136 Adobe Road in 29 Palms. You can attend this meeting online at the city's website, 29palms.org. Every month, local community organizations, in partnership with the United States Department of Agriculture and the Community Action Partnership of San Bernardino County, distribute surplus food to needy households throughout the Morongo Basin. Normally, their all-volunteer-run events operate very smoothly, but that's not what happened yesterday in Landers. Reporter Mike Lipsitz was there. For years, Bonnie Trezona has managed the USDA food distribution at Landers Belfield Hall. When she unlocked the door about 8 a.m. yesterday, Bonnie knew something was amiss. Normally, when the door is unlocked, the building's security system calls for the code. But yesterday, it was eerily silent. The power was out. By 9 a.m., it was already 97 degrees outside and not much better inside, where almost 20 volunteers busied themselves doing the things they always do to make this event run smoothly. Southern California Edison was notified. Around this time, Wayne Harris showed up unexpectedly. Harris is a USDA quality control inspector working through Community Action Partnership of San Bernardino County. The pressure was on and the heat continued to rise. About this time, volunteer Christine Douglas took matters into her own hands and summoned her son to bring the generator, and he did. An SCE crew was on scene by 10 a.m. It was already over 100 degrees. That's when Bonnie got word one of the food trucks would not be coming. The generator roared, the swamp coolers purred, and folks in need of groceries began showing up. Inspector Harris, who had been taking it all in, commented that of the more than 100 distribution sites he monitors, he rarely sees so many dedicated volunteers working so well together. Reporting for Z1077 News, this is Mike Lipsitz. Thanks, Mike. SCE quickly had the power restored by 11 a.m. and a calm returned to Belfield Hall. See this story at Z1077FM.com for some photographs of yesterday's event at the newly renovated Belfield Hall. Belfield Hall is the headquarters of the Landers Community Association, as well as the new Landers Trading Post and Thrift. And finally, blood is desperately needed in the Morongo Basin. To that end, Livestream will be holding a blood drive tomorrow from 9 a.m. to 2 p.m. at Vaughn's in Yucca Valley, located at 57590 Palms Highway. Healthy individuals at least 15 years of age may donate blood. Donors receive a free mini-physical. Please set an appointment by calling Livestream at... 1-800-879-4484 or visiting lstream.org. 
That's our local news. Hear local news seven times a day, seven days a week at 7, 8, 9, noon, 4, 5, and 6. If you hear news happening, let us know about it. Email us at tips at z1077fm.com. Reporting for the Morongo Basin News Leader, the award-winning Z1077 Local News, I'm Jeff Harmetz.